0: everyone you're watching the big fight and i am maria shakil the five states which are going to pose this election season are being loosely and largely being called the semi finals before the big lok sabha elections in 2024 although history has it that it doesn't change or impact the lok sabha results there are many examples including the last lok sabha elections where and where we saw and it's largely said that voter is very sharp and intelligent they vote very differently when it comes to Lok Sabha and very differently when it is about assembly. But elections do set narratives and they certainly give a Philip to the winner. This time, like most recent elections, we saw the political discourse hit a new low with sharp personal attacks across the political spectrum. Then it was a battle of freebies or welfareism, if you wish to call it. As the parties went all out to ensure their guarantees or promises reached the common man, announcing them much before the bringing out of the manifesto, the sense is that manifesto or sankalpatr unveiling may have just become a formality. Has the campaign for the states set a template for the political lexicon in the run-up to 2024? And which narrative will win the battle for 2024? are the questions that I'm asking in the big fight. Let me bring in my guests. Thuheen Sinha, spokesperson of the BJP, joining me here in the studio. We have Aarti Jairath, senior journalist, Professor Manisha Priyam, uh, Dr. Anshul Avajit of the Congress, Professor Badri Narayan joining us live. We also have Tushar Gupta, senior editor of Swarajya. Beginning with you, Professor Manisha Priyam, uh, do we have a template for 2024 or will 2024 have its own lexicon, particularly keeping in mind uh, that in January there will be the big uh, you know, inauguration of Ram Temple?
1: No, 2024 will have its own uh, lexicon. It will be spearheaded by uh, Prime Minister Narendra Modi, who is now a very confident uh, leader of India and positioning India within the Committee of Nations as a global leader. Uh, you would like me to take your bait and say, oh, Ram Mandir on 22nd January. But that's not where the campaign for 2024 is being scripted. It would certainly add on. It will continue with the pitch of a very, very explicit Hindutva if that's what you want me to say. But I think the writings for 2024 are a deep and long-term writing. They are a writing that will be about the performance of this government, the recovery on the economic front, the dreams that Prime Minister Narendra Modi has been promising to the citizenry directly from the ramparts of the Red Fort, but also about the Chandrayaan, most notably about the G20, the ease with which the Prime Minister settles down now on global negotiating tables. I saw the ticker there that said in Qatar as well, now the eight Navy officers whose lives our government had been uh, you know, arguing for in favor of and the Qatar government has agreed to this so any tough negotiating table and we've been able to have our way I do think it will be a very very distinct narrative of course there will be criticism there should be criticism in a democracy like ours with a plurality of social fabric but remember 2024 the general elections for the Lok Sabha will be a cut above anything that you call anything we have the seen. myriads of semi-finals in India Okay. Your opening comments, Aarti
0: Jairath.
2: Well, I mean, I think it would really be far-fetched to call this a semi-final because, as you yourself have said, that people vote differently in assembly elections and uh, Lok Sabha elections, and we've seen this in the past. And there's no doubt about it that, uh, you know, the Lok Sabha elections will be all about Narendra Modi. That's what the BJP is going to do. He is the spearhead, he is the face, he is the personality, and they are going to push that with all the achievements that Manisha has just, uh, you know, kind of spelt out. What the opposition, I think, is going to try, and, uh, you know, th- it it's, depends on how skillfully the opposition is able to, to, to navigate this, is to try and localize the election. Hmm. You know, while the BJP will nationalize it, the, the opposition will try to localize it, bring it down to candidates, bring it down to areas, bring it down to constituencies. But perhaps you can and, do that... In assembly elections, how do you, national, uh, you know, localize a Lok Sabha election, right. Professor don't No, but, but yes. if we go back again in yeah. history, hmm. in 2004, that is exactly what the opposition managed to do. You know, I don't know whether they can do the same thing this time because Modi is, a you know, su- such a dominant figure on the national stage. But I think that is going to be the attempt. Now that we have to see whether they are able to do it uh, skillfully or not. Karnataka was a template and we will have to see whether they are able to translate that template nationally. Okay. Professor Badri Narayan?
3: Uh, Maria, actually if you uh, if you evolve a bigger narrative uh, from these uh, two elections, uh, Assembly and the, and the Parliament, I would like to say that this 2024 election is going to be a contest between politics of hope and politics of digital uh, discontent the opposition would like to post the discontent narrative against BJP and BJP would like to post for, for politics of the hope narrative of the hope look we have done this we will do this India will 25 years uh, will become like this third uh, largest economy second is image Modi the brand Modi what we call image Modi because the entire election is going to be a referendum on Modi and you know, in all these four, five uh, state elections, you must have uh, that, uh, uh, visited there. People used to say, look, we are voting here uh, mm-hmm. to Congress, but in the next election, we will vote to the uh, BJP in the parliamentary elections. In Karnataka, also, we heard this uh, narrative. Okay. So, Modi would be the second narrative. Third narrative would be the beneficiary over Garibi and the religion. Means okay. the okay. Ramjan
0: Okay. The opening punch from you, uh, Tushar.
4: Look, uh, 2024 is going to be a lot of things, but it's not going to be about rhetorics. The lavarthi on the ground is going to compare the tangible results they have got in the form of water connections, gas connections, houses, bank accounts versus what they are being promised. Now, if you talk about the state assembly elections that are going on right now, Telangana votes on 30th November. In 2019, we saw that BJP lost. Three big states and yet they make a strong comeback in 2019. They lost it in 2018, pardon me. Now, today, as things stand, BJP is expected to do well in Chhattisgarh, though the Congress is being given a favourable edge. In MP, BJP started to win and so in Rajasthan. So, if you look at the numbers here, Maria, the elections are going to be won or lost in the 300-odd seats in the Hindi heartland, And that is where the BJP will find its strength on 3rd December. Number three, uh, one of the panelists spoke about the localizing of the elections. Now, usually that would have worked in the favor of the Congress. But the problem is with the alliance that has come into place. They call it the India Alliance or the Congress Alliance, however you want to define it. How do you do the seat sharing arrangement? That is what needs yeah, to be that, done. That, for that's the big task for
0: the Congress. Anshul.
4: Well, um, what the
5: what the BJP will try and do in 2024 is play with sentiment, play with emotion and really hope that that surmounts every other consideration, which is unemployment, which is price rise, which is the reeling economy, the the fact that the GDP has been thrown under the bus. So uh, the Prime Minister will leave no so- stone under. Uh, unturned to do that. Uh, the language will become coarser. It will become even more base than it is now. I mean, you've seen the kind of language that has happened. The, the rhetoric has sharpened to such an extent. And that's because, you know, the BJP's default position has always been this kind of polarizing I mean, it's not just when they stare at defeat that they do it. They do it all the time. They can't help it. They can't get to sleep at night unless they do it. It's their sort of warm fire at winter. So that's what they will always try and do. The Congress, on the other hand, as for all these coming up states we will try and work on positives. The Chiranjivi scheme in Rajasthan is absolutely unprecedented. I mean, I know as politicians we have a particular eco- eco-chamber in which we just hear the things that we want to. But okay. you go out and speak your, to people. Your minute it's is
0: over. A... Now to Tuhin.
6: We have completed nine and a half years in government under Prime Minister Modi and yet there is no anger against the BJP. On the contrary, there is anger on the ground against the Congress Party for constantly misleading the nation. You know, if you I would request Anshul to explain over here to the audience, you know, how do, when you when you fill one liter of petrol, how does 50 percent of that go to Adani? So even the common man, you know, the auto drivers today are very, are very enraged by the kind of misleading which is happening by the Congress party. They were speaking about unemployment, the latest data, whether it is the CMI data, whether it is the SBI report, say the unemployment is at its, it its four-year low. They were speaking about inflation. Inflation is less than 5% retail inflation. So, bereft of any issues, they are only and only misleading the country, either on the caste census issue, where the own state uh, governments of Chhattisgarh and uh, Karnataka don't follow the instructions of Rahul Gandhi. They have been abusing the Prime Minister, and I think, you know, there is a lot of anger on the ground against the Congress party which is going to ensure a big victory for BJP in all the three states of the Hindi heart.
0: Okay before I bring in other panelists on other issues I want to understand from both of you because he initiated that point of uh, rhetorical rhetoric going ahead you know recently we saw another low in political discourse. Will that be something that See, we'll we are be seeing? Even... We have
6: got used to this language being used from the Congress Party since 2007. The only time we respond is when you know they try to demonise the country. When Rahul Gandhi questions Make in India program, you know, without realising the day, without uh, being aware of the data, when he says 98, you know, like every phone is being manufactured in China, when actually 98 percent of the phones as of today you know, in, in circulation in the country are assembled. And I'm consciously using the word assembled, which is a precursor to being, produ- being produced. When Rahul Gandhi goes abroad and he suddenly picks up a sick uh, journalist and says even Sikhs are not safe in India, that is when we respond because the country's reputation is at stake. When it comes to abusing Modi ji, they have been doing it non-stop since 2007 and they can go on for as long
5: as they want. No, Maria, critiquing the government is not the same as abusing anyone. You must remember that the Prime Minister is the first among equals. There is a qualitative difference between what the Prime Minister says and what somebody else says. Now, if the Prime Minister succumbs to the kind of language... You know, the BJP and my friend Tuhin will say that, no, he has a particular respect and stature all over the world. Now, is it becoming of the Prime Minister at the time of elections and otherwise to succumb to language in a a democracy like this. Everyone's looking at him, and we have to critique him for that because he's qualitatively different. He's the primus inter pares, he's the first among equals, and he's different than the others. You cannot compare the Prime Minister's rhetoric to that of others. So
0: let's move away from the language now, perhaps, because we will be seeing language at its low or high, whatever we may say, in the next few months. Manisha Priyam, you made this point about... You know, Prime Minister, of course, being the centerpiece around which the entire politic going ahead would be. Uh, then, welfareism. Are you seeing this? Because in recent elections, there has been a battle of freebies. Welfarism for one party is from for another. So, will that be something that will be more substantive, which perhaps will be a good news when parties will be fighting for who would be giving more to the voters? So,
1: can you see that in your question itself, you're moving between freebie, welfarism, will there be something substantive? Let me concede to you the argument that the victory of the Congress Party in Karnataka has held out an important lesson to the BJP hmm. and that lesson is that when the Congress Party was able to move the election to left of centre, more rural-oriented and rooted with a certain welfareism that is focused asymmetrically, that on the bottommost pyramid, then they were able to work across regions in Karnataka, something that they are never able to do. They were overwhelming caste, remember? They were overwhelming extreme Hindutva. But the point is that is it something that is exclusive to the Congress? Is there the imprimatur of the Nehru Gandhi family on that? It is something that can be taken up by the BJP. Lessons have been learned. If you see, in the Karnataka itself now, hmm. there is a fine balance between having Yadirappa's son, Vijayendra. Yadirappa comes with the image of being a farmer and a labor union leader. Hmm. Yadirappa comes with the image of being a very important lingayat leader and very well worked in his networking across the regions. And you have in the assembly, R. Ashoka, who is a Vokaliga leader. So, there is a balance of caste. Remember, these castes are all the castes that the caste census wallahs are saying, oh, we can do it. So this script doesn't have the copyright of either the Congress Party or the India Alliance. And what I'm saying is that in the BJP also, remember, there are people who understand that there is an image of the Antiyodai, the bottommost of the pyramid, the market wallahs and C.K. pralad understand at the back bottom of the pyramid as much as anybody else does. Hmm. So I think the battle... Will very much in 2024 be as to how in a national election as opposed to a state level election do you, you can't give bus passes in national elections, right? Hmm. For women to travel from one place to the other. So how will you align a welfareism?
0: How many, how, how will India parties
1: align on welfareism? Now India parties, if you see, they are you know, very differently positioned. Yes. Some of them are bankrupt states. Hmm. And how will you have state level exchequers position themselves into state level welfarisms with different denominations as compared to a national exchequer with a vision of welfareism? Yes. So it's going to be a very uneven battle. I'm sorry to say this. I'm you know I'm a theoretical political scientist yes. as much as a very pragmatic one. I can't see it adding up together. Okay. You tell me.
2: You know, Maria, I want to draw a distinction between welfareism and freebies. Freebies are like lollipops. You just distribute them and people, you know, consume them and they're gone. No, but the welfarism, point that's if, if, if
0: various India parties who are in power in various states, if they start discussing that, you know, at, at a
2: national level, can they actually make an
0: announcement of giving free passes to women?
2: No, and that is why I'm saying that they would like to localize the elections. They cannot nationalize the election. These are, these are regional parties. They will localize them. They will, bring, they will ground the election much more on issues that are close to people rather than the BJP's lofty nationalism. You know, that's what they're going to try and do. Now, how they do it, I don't know. But this is what they managed to do in 2004. When they went around the country, Sonia Gandhi was traveling by road. You know, all the other leaders were going by road. They were talking to people in corner meetings, you know, sitting on charpais, discussing oh no. their issues with them. That it was a, it was a completely different kind of campaign to the grandiose campaign that the BJP carried out then, India shining and so on and okay. so forth, could, if you remember. Now, the point is whether they can, whether they succeed in doing it or not, I don't know. Okay. We have to wait and see because so the he, first he, hurdle to be crossed to is seat seat adjustment. Yeah. That is the first hurdle. Right. They right. have to come to, you know, some kind of an agreement on that. Only then so they the can BJP take the next of step. The BJP
6: today is very different vis-a-vis That's the BJP, right. of, BJP of 2002, 2003. So, you know, Uh, we have we are active at every possible level our booth workers our Panna Pramoks are the most active people so I don't think you know this is a problem for the present BJP but like I said you know when you
0: say grandiose it perhaps fits the BJP pre-2014
2: here the new bjp so are who has covered the party we, we, they have the pulse on the ground they no, understand you no, 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 uh, but can i tell you something I, this is the first time and in fact we've seen it in this election in this uh, round of uh, state assembly elections let me put the it kind of trouble internal trouble that the bjp is having whether it's in Madhya Pradesh, whether it's in Chhattisgarh, whether it's in Rajasthan, but that's also true for the Congress. No, the Congress has traditionally been like that. Okay. But the Congress has been trying to put the house in order. Having realized having realized this as their weakness, they've been trying to put the house in order. Whereas then, the BJP has allowed this to really oh, no, I think in a you no, know uh, sort every every of scum- part, scum- point, every, every party, party faces fixes. I think let me
6: just let me just and you democracy. Every party goes through you know these churns and every party goes through The BJP has always been a much more the BJP party. I've also covered mediated for many, party. many years and
2: but I know that you know what you it know, was. The yeah, for a disciplined made.
0: party you would not expect the, any rumblings. What do you Sir, think I think mean, I think mean,
4: mean, I mean, Raman are, uh, Raman's 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 are
6: invariably so. always going yeah. to be there I think the the, the beauty of B, this bjp is that we are very grandiose in our aspirations for the country which is very important in our Lok Sabha elections you know unlike unlike the other side which has no vision for the country beyond personal and perverse self-aggrandizement we have a vision for the next 20 years and that but, is going to maria, make a very this, big
5: difference in 2024 mama ma- maria this argument can continue till kingdom come it doesn't it's neither here nor there they can they will argue we will argue the point the point about localized election is the caste census is actually where all the parties have got together in a common minimum program. They all agree. We've announced it even in our local elections. And this binds the coming up elections with that of the national election. Also, you not have just announced a...
0: it, but it wasn't really the talking point in these elections. No, It
5: was. We have announced it in this election as well. But it is but... not a
0: deciding factor. I no, was no, on I'm ground. I mean, I did not hear people I'm say trying... that I'm going to vote for the congress no, because no, Maria, of the caste census they have announced i'm
5: talking about the issues that bind this election with the national one and national issues okay. not and so caste census go, is a critical one so let's talk this about will that bind binding the parties in india alliance together okay, so, because they've I, all agreed on it okay right? so this so,
0: binding factor uh, pr- uh, professor badri narayan this binding issue of 2023 elections with 2024 and caste, can caste census be that because you know it's very interesting that congress did talk about it but it wasn't really Able to set the agenda. That wasn't the agenda on which the elections are being held here.
3: Uh, Maria, you are right that these five state elections and the 24 elections, there may be one content of electoral campaign would be around caste census uh, proposed by the opposition. But I think BJP would uh, try to evolve another bigger narrative than the caste census. They will respond to the caste census in their own language, own diction. But they will put uh, evolve a narrative of a hope of the future. No, is it's the thing which can submerge this kind of contesting issues with their politics. And and with that language, and you know Modi has already started the future India, the 2024-25 the, the 20, years India. So, so that kind of narrative will come. And Sikid is again, I am saying that the the we understand welfareism and beneficiary in our own ways, but people have their own perception about their needs and the requirement, what they want. So you can say that guys, sorry, yeto free freebie hai or five hundred is the freebie hai but for them it matters. So you, uh, what is our understanding is that there is a bigger shift within the mentality of the people, so the longer duration mentality, and that shift is. Uh, replacing replacement of the critical public with the beneficiary public yes a beneficiary public is emerging beneficiary consciousness is, is emerging among big big way in every section of the society so the everyone wants to see his or herself as yes. a beneficiary I think something very, very
1: important is being said by professor badri there remember you may not have remembered this but we who sit here as entitled middle class today hmm. I remember the days when my family would be dependent on the PDS ration that would form the basic part of our family incomes. I remember the cloth that would be bought and all bed sheets were made out of ration cloth. I remember the fact that to come to the prestigious and elite Lady Ram College for women, my parents in Patna had to surrender the unit of wheat, rice and sugar for me to be able to eat two square meals in Lady Ram College. Yes. And therefore, that I do believe, yes. as Professor Badri has said, that there is a beneficiary publics, there was and there continues to be. Now, which classes benefit? It's now their turn that's come. We've benefited and exited, made our way into a much more globalized world, not for us to chastise those who are just about taking the first tentative steps. Remember, a caste census will enumerate. Hmm. But
5: can you tell me, what will it deliver? No, no, I mean... Apart from the caste census, and I agree on, completely agree on the point of, about the kind of the beneficiaries and the kind of schemes, we've tried this in Rajasthan. Every single, in the Chiranjeevi scheme, which is completely unprecedented, even my friend Tuhin will agree, how will he even critique it, I don't know, 25 lakh every family. Now we're getting together on an India alliance on the nature of schemes to protect people at a time of extreme crisis. Why can't it be done? It has to be done. What is the crisis? Because even the, no, no, but even the developed countries, the most important aspect of their development has to be providing social security to the people who need it most. That is a common minimum platform. You know, but but the question is that if women,
0: if women have toilet, which is associated with their safety security in several parts of India, if women are being made owners of their houses through Avas Yojana, then obviously they are thinking differently now. Women of India, as is evident now, are moving beyond bijli Sadak Pani. They are thinking about the future of their, you know, their children. And when they think about the future of their children, they will be evaluating what is coming into their account.
5: No, no what the BJP has done is. To do what is the, handed out basic necessities and claimed it as some grand kind of vision as Tuhin calls it. Okay. No, no, no So, so what is, it? so their grand vision is actually their polarizing vision. That is their trump card. So you forget about all the Labhartis and all that. That doesn't really matter in the end. And when it comes to, when it comes to the crux, when it comes to that edge point, and it will be all about polarizing, uh, hateful okay, politics, which is gonna be their agenda.
4: No, if uh, the Congress actually believes that Modi has done nothing but give people the basic necessities, the people are also going to question that where were these basic necessities for the last six decades. They are going to question and to differentiate between welfare and freebies. Look, Maria, I just have three parameters to differentiate them. One, they are targeted. Two, they are tangible. And three, they are with an expiry date. And this is what is happening. Like you gave the example of toilets. It's not ju- just not about building toilets. It has a lot to do with the security and the hygiene of the women and the children using them. Bank accounts are not just about having a bank account in a village bank. It's about having a formal cash flow. It's about accessing financial products. You look at the health care that is given. That imparts another level of security to a rural family. You look at the food grains that are given. So people are thinking about all this to say that people will look at one scheme and look at the common minimum program of the alliance and then they'll vote for Rahul Gandhi. That's not how it's going to work. I'll give an anecdote from MP, for instance. The Ladli Behna Yojana, which was launched by Shivrat Singh Chauhan, came into play. Of course, the Congress went overboard with its poll promises as they would have on expected lines. But on the ground, when you were also touring, you met a lot of women. The women were more concerned about what they were getting into their accounts right now. Something they could use, something they could withdraw rather than what was being promised to them. Now, Narendra Modi, as the prime minister, has put 800 million people of this country in the last 10 years on a path where they are enabled. Now they have access to credit, which they never had before 2014. They have access to all the basic necessities. They have food security. Women have house security. They have all the hygiene they need. And now they can look at the bigger things. Like the professor pointed out, once upon a time, she graduated from a lower income group to middle income group. With these welfare no, programs, okay. the
5: Prime Minister you made know, fun of MN Rega, you know, Maria on the time. floor of the House. It is MN Rega that came to our, uh, to use of the MN people MN of Rega India during the pandemic. He yes, made fun MN of it, okay. Okay. We and you are cut down about, you know, for We Rega, are talking, talking about, about issues about that will
0: decide twenty twenty-four. And is there a template which has come out in these elections? What will be the binding narrative? And more or less, it appears that. On one hand, there will be an effort at localizing elections. On the other hand, you will have the Prime Minister as this overarching theme. But when you have Prime Minister as an overarching theme, then it will be about Modi versus who, Manisha Priyam.
1: But But do you think it will matter? No, no, Maria, I have known you for a long time. I am not getting into your bait. The Prime Minister will propose an agenda for the nation, right? What do nations do? nations govern their own territories and represent themselves in international arena. Now, if he is doing both of these, then how do you think that the Indian electorate that has been voting now for close to a century now, will suddenly believe that what a Prime Minister is proposing as a national entity and the proposition to govern international, to to you take yourself, steer yourself as an international entity versus Dealing on a local issue. Are they voting for the panchayat? I have seen the panchayat hmm. elections. I have seen the seriousness with which those elections are being fought. I have seen what issues they are being fought on. I am seeing the MLA elections. I am conceding to you that the BJP lost in Karnataka. But those are the same reasons why I feel that the India Alliance still does not give me a script. And pardon me a minute more. One interview by Satpal Malik and a few more telling the India Alliance that you in Political strategy of India alliance. Ek or caste census. Kab kia tha Congress party ne last caste census, mujhe bata dijiye. Karnataka model of caste census, very different from whatever was the mandal proposition. Mandal proposition was not the Congress proposition. Toh aap ye bataayye ki samajwaadiyon se borrow kar karke, hmm. uske baad leftist se borrow kar ke you today want to invent yourself. You were the party that under Prime Minister Narsimha Rao and Manmohan Singh too were the globalizers and liberalizers. Today you want us to think about the bottom of the pyramid. I am happy to sit in your class but don't introduce too many new lessons. I will be too frazzled to figure out who you are, man. I think, what Maria, I, I think we that we maintained
5: very... So basically, you were on the margins of that discussion. One, one Copyright to them. One quick... No, no, I think we've forgotten what happened in UPA1 and UPA2. far. You did not talk to...
0: about caste census then.
5: No, 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 I'm talking about far-reaching no, programs. No, 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 hang on. We, we introduced caste census in UPA2. Of course we did. Of course, hang on a minute, let me just complete. And UPA 1, no, no, hang on a minute. uh, Carrying on the legacy of what has been mentioned of liberalization of the Narsimha Rao government was continued in UPA 1 and 2 with pro-poor schemes and a robust growth rate of an average 8%, which this government contorted and ruined. It was a gift to this government of 8%, which was precipitously brought down to minus, uh, what, 6.6% or 7%. And that is what tanked the economy along with demonetization. You've taken up the worst economic decisions. You have no idea so, of macroeconomics. Okay. And you're saying that the, the Congress Party, which has the experience and which it did all Let that, no, through no. Work, Let me state it's one is the responsibility
6: that we are not Hold against on. caste census. But it can't be an exercise at Lipa Poti, which is what it has always been for the Congress Party. When they attempted it, in 2011, it had all of 8.19 crore errors, out of which you know, some 1.5 crore errors still remain unaddressed. They carry out a, potentially or supposedly they carry out a caste survey in in Chhattisgarh, but they don't have the audacity to make it uh, public because they know that again, it's a first exercise. No, similarly no, that's been held up by no, the no, governor. It, it, your CM plainly refused no, 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 to that make it public, public. and the same happened. Even the Bihar caste and, uh, caste survey is absolutely flawed. So, for them, you know, it's a desperate, like you mentioned, you know, they're desperately trying to trade the Samajwadi, uh, you know, way, and obviously for right reasons. So, Samajwadis are upset because (coughs) they are getting into that zone. Most, more importantly, in the last few years, through 300 plus government schemes, we have put, you know, 25 lakh crore plus worth of rupees into the hands of people. So, beyond this, when Congress, you know, further announces freebies, it is only and only an attempt to... You know yes, the the point is that there is no the point here to, here only is is anarchy upon the, the template country. of caste
0: understanding in southern states who are also the partners in the India alliance, uh, India alliance is different from say the Hindi belt. So, what will be the
2: template? No. So, you can announce so, it, but what impact can it really have? No, no absolutely and you know it is a bit uh, I think uh, you know odd to hear the Congress talking about a caste census because, uh, you know, in uh, if, if you look, actually the Congress has a very, uh, it has a dual record. In the South, it has been very much a party of OBCs and very much, uh, you know, has played the OBC card in the South. In the North, however, its vote base has largely been uh, Muslims, uh, upper castes and uh, tribals and Dalits you know actually the obcs if you look them at, at across up bihar obcs have voted there they have done they have been followers of Loya the socialist parties not the Congress Mm -hmm. so today when the Congress talks about caste census it sounds very odd it is at odds with its politics in North India now how do they align this with the rest of its partners because the rest of its partners are you know did come out of that Mandal movement and were uh, you know sort of uh, flag bearers of uh, Mandal politics in the early 90s so how does the Congress align itself with that it is to be seen but I just want to say one thing that uh you know at the end of the day you know uh you know professor badri narayan talked about the politics of discontent i mean if there is such a thing as politics of discontent it means that despite everything that that, that has been done over the last 10 years you know people do feel that they haven't got enough so that will be so, politics of so discontent something that the, the politics that the of opposition hope. will that's raise. right, that's right. it may saying, not be the real picture. May not, maybe. I don't know. Yes. Because if you go out on the road and you talk to people and Maria, you've traveled, didn't people tell you that they want this, they want that, they haven't got enough of the other? The fact is that they may have, and particularly women, you brought in women, that, you know, for them, that money that is coming into their account is very important because they're thinking of ways to spend it for their children's future. Now, fine, you know, toilets, Ownership of homes, I think these are important welfare measures. But tablets, cycles you know, scooties. But not. that is competitive welfareism. No, it, no that's people. not welfareism. That is freebies. Those oh, are lollipops. Come on, come on. And sorry, no, sorry, you know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I sorry. but it's not a good definition. I, yes, I'm sorry. But ma'am, you know, sometimes you know, that that is a bad definition. That when you're talking about women thinking about the future of their children, what they want ma'am, is school.
0: As, as a Bihari, I've seen the transformation of my state, particularly the women of the state, when those girls got the bicycle to go okay. to school. Okay, fine. You know, yes. it is about them a school, school. covering distances.
2: A, but you must have a functioning no, school. What do you mean by yes. yeah, Sorry, Manisha, I'm sorry. it's yes, a bad Pradesh, definition. No, I'm sorry. In Madhya Pradesh, if there are 9,000 schools with only one teacher... You know, you may take your cycle to school, but you're not going to get any yeah, education in that school. No, why don't you talk school. about it? But ma'am, so, you know... So, you know, know. I, I, isn't that important? Yes, I agree. Why do we not discuss no, the quality of, quality of education, the quality yes. of health care? But ma'am, you know, why, you know... Why do we have this very elitist thing that we can give a cycle to somebody no, and I feel it's, very it's happy it's about it? It's the contrary. I think that a is elitist role also. It could be contrary to... It's very, very elitist. Yes, before I bring in Manisha Priyam. Yes,
0: Professor Badri Narayan.
3: Yeah, actually, yeah, I, I would like to go on uh, your question which you raised uh, that Mo- Modi versus who? I think Modi versus criticism of Modi. So Modi versus Modi. So Modi will be everywhere. Second thing that you know the the Congress, what Congress and opposition is doing, they are uh, doing politics of the uh, the language which has already dead. That was the language of identity politics. You know, in the post-liberal time, the first page was the time of identity politics second phase has started in the time of aspirational politics so there another politics would be but professor Badrini, I'll, I'll make one point I'll, I'll just
0: try and make one point you know pro- uh, politics of identity and a uh, politics of aspiration, aspiration is intertwined if you look at it because again yes. this current government has as much obc representation in co- perhaps more in comparison to their opposition parties so when it see, is about see, identity, it is represented yeah, as much uh, Maria, as the aspiration Maria, going ahead.
3: Yeah, Maria, identity, aspiration, to politics takes something from identity. Yes, but it's a bigger, bigger politics. No, hmm. it creates bigger narrative. Hmm. It's, it's inclusive, not not exclude anyone. Yes. So it try to make inclusive. So the politics of aspiration fly in the sky, no? and creating big narrative, big hope. And that kind of politics is going to be uh, to be uh, visible or, or dominant in the coming, coming uh, election. And third thing is, again, and uh, we, we are all here and we know everything, that in coming election, again, the beneficiary, either you uh, reject this term, but election. it will continue and it will reshape the politics of election, but not Labharti, uh, but it would be for everyday requirements, everyday needs, such essential need of marginal public and marginal people. Uh,
1: so I'd like to just add to this by saying two things, uh, that the beneficiary uh, politics uh, for the national elections in contradistinction to what Professor Badri Naran had to say it will have to align with the politics of aspirations. Hmm. Remember, what is Prime Minister Narendra Modi promising? We are home to the world's largest population of youth that are the world's largest population of poor rural youth, right? You can call them OBC, you can call them anything. What is the horizon of aspiration realization? And I think while women will look for a basic threshold stability to household incomes and performance... Youth who form the largest chunk, they will look for a basic floor minimum of aspiration realization. And that is where I think there is a real challenge coming from some of the micro spheres where the Congress is punching it and winning it. And the BJP, I can tell you, will be quick to take those lessons which are in the arena of youth aspiration realization. The cycles that you spoke about are surprisingly and unfortunately not freebies. They are a part of a designed whole arena of state welfareism. But Scooty states, will not be. Oh. No, one second. Even Scooty can be. Why do you mean peddling is okay and Scooty is not? Depends on how you define the aspiration realization. And whether it's a part of a programmatic endeavor by a state to deliver, to change and transform. For example, the ration given to us. Could have been, you know, uh, just yes. a dollar or a freebie. Hmm. But it allowed me to graduate out of an elite college in an expensive city. What are you doing to the Paswan boy in Bihar to be able to come and study at St Stephens College in Delhi? Now, if those dreams are being woven somehow by support systems of state, whether it be food, whether it be cycles, whether it be coaching centers, you can call all of them freebies. Whether it be clothes, but, no, it's but that's, are, that's, it's, uh, that's that is must uh, be... That is no. precisely
2: the point that I was trying to no, make. No, you were saying, saying cycles must, are freebies. No, that, Sorry, no, this yes, is also asset creation. This is a I said you cycles are freebies because cycles must have some to go to You know, you need to create a structure in which people can realize their aspirations just giving a cycle is not enough it there has to be more it has to be cycle plus but that's the point i was that. trying to make maybe
5: very important for the person but you no, know the other critique may be is important, yeah.
2: but you have to go beyond that no, no, no of course people the composite that program is of where, social welfareism that is which where, is which where is i'm marks afraid the country. country has lagged behind yeah. in I creating a no, uh, look for people to realize that aspiration and that's why you're not getting maria are you talking about demographic dividend because you know, I've, and I, and I also want to give just
5: one quick point about yes discontent I, and alienation hello. which you said which is a point that was brought out you know, just this has yes, been admitted you, this Professor has been admitted by the Prime yeah, Minister himself when he addresses one one, the fact that 80 crore people that that need to be finish. given food one grains one moment Professor one, 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 and let him finish if 80 crore people need to be given food grains there is admittance by the Prime Minister himself that they need your help and you wonder what you've been doing for 10 years if so many people have not been taken out of power in fact, the government statistics are false. People have not been taken out of poverty; I, they've succumbed to poverty, and that is why. And that is why the government statistics uh, you have not even had the
6: sense to. Your ma'am had been had been yeah. asking yeah. what's beyond yeah. cycle. Yeah.
1: Moment, can I sir. just complete? So yes. yeah.
6: there there needs to be something beyond giving the cycle. You know, all of the government schemes, whether it is Nal program, which is which you know prevents the the time which a a uh, studying Absolutely. girl would go to fetch water Important. the the uh, to, uh, the toilet program the Ujwala scheme all of these Very basically complement complement the cycle them. i so, them. So, so no no so you support but, but that I, is precisely I'm what talking. this government has done yeah. what i am saying is that you know we have diligently empowered <clears throat> The Lavarti's the are all empowered. Beyond this, if Congress goes overboard, there is a clear, malafide design to perpetrate scam and to inflict financial anarchy upon the country, which is what all the what state governments are doing. To him. You know, look at Himachal Pradesh. It. Look at Karnataka. They are not able to pay Punjab. government salaries. Look at Punjab. I, look okay. what okay. happened in okay. Punjab. Okay. Okay. Professor
4: so Shah
0: and
6: Professor Badrinarayan. But
0: yeah, first, yeah. professor but just, would, uh,
3: yes, yes, I would like to add one thing that hmm. this uh, difference between identity politics and aspiration polit- politics is that aspirations uh, uh, always, uh, always dilute the categories, dilute the the, the the and also open up it and and break the homogeneity of a of a group politics. So it creates a bigger narrative for bigger mobilization so identity politics may transform in the aspirational politics but aspiration is a progressive uh, addiction of the politics and identity in that way much backward addiction of the politics which opposition is resting on that or based on is basing on that yeah. so they are missing a point that the mentality of the people are changing fastly in indian society and their requirements are changing and you have to respond to that but not with the old diction you have to develop new with, diction. With the new respond. political language. And what Modi is doing, he, is, uh, he and his party is always try to observe this new changes in the people mentality and try to respond to that by their policy programs and the discourses.
0: Hmm. Tushar, new political language.
4: Look, uh, there is a new political language post-2014. Labharti is a post-2014 phenomena because of the direct benefit transfers and everything. But I want to address one of the concerns raised by the Congress spokesperson about the economic performance of the BJP. Look, every time Congress comes up with this 8% growth jive, but their 8% growth came with an NPA crisis in the banking sector. If we were indeed growing to on 8-10%, to 10%, the public sector banks should have been flourishing with profits, but they were in losses. They were pulled out by an asset quality review starting 2016, which was started by Raghuram Rajan, who sort of now endorses the Congress ideas. So the Congress cannot question the economic performance or use it as a launchpad to win the 2024 elections. And that is why the whole Adani Ambani Sarkar also did not work for the Congress in 2022. And about the discontent, look, Maria, there has been no worse period for this country than between 2020 and 2022 when we had the pandemic. And we must not forget, since we're looking at previous elections, how UP, Uttarakhand, Goa, they voted back the BJP with thriving majority, even after economic lockdowns, even after businesses were shut. So let's not talk about discontent. The real issues on the ground would be who is going to be the alternate face to Modi. People are now going to want a face. The state elections were to be a litmus test. We saw the parties couldn't come together. Samajwadi had its own critique of the Congress. Aam Army Party wanted to fight in every seat. So the people, if they want to vote for the Congress or the alliance, they would want a face. But and the unfortunately, Shah, BJP not, is
0: okay with the idea of not having a face in the assembly elections. But, of course, you know, for the central elections, it's Prime Minister Modi. But how much of, uh, you know, the brand is, uh, the BJP as a party is too dependent on brand Narendra Modi then. Even in assembly elections, we have seen the results. What happened in Karnataka?
4: No one is discounting that dependency, Maria, and that is something BJP has to work with. But even on the state level, they have some powerful leaders. Look at what Devendra Fadnavis, Yogi Adityanath, Himanta Biswasarma, Yedurappa in the south, they have okay. been able to achieve. In Gujarat, there is a local ecosystem spearheaded by Amit Shah. In Haryana, you have a separate leadership. Okay. So while there is a dependency on Modi, the Congress too has a dependency or probably a liability in Rahul Gandhi. Okay. But in 2024, the state level, uh, you know, dynamics won't work they will have to put a face forward and if it's rahul gandhi it has to be okay, him but then he they will to put the, the p- face
0: forward or or as the indication is from uh, the india party is that they may just look at some kind of calculation post uh, uh post the results let me give the final words to the two women on the panel beginning with you ma'am and then the final words to manisha priya
2: well uh, i mean there's no question that modi is going to be the issue in 2024. And uh, now it depends on uh, and, you know, as far as the opposition is concerned, whether they can weave a compelling enough narrative to counter the Modi juggernaut, to counter the Modi phenomenon. Uh, I think that remains to be seen because the first hurdle they have to cross is seat adjustment. And that we'll have to see how they work that out, whether the coalition... Uh, you know, survives, uh, you know, that process of uh, working out a seat adjustment or whether the coalition actually fractures on that point. Hmm. Uh, you know, we did see what happened during the assembly elections when the Samajwadi Party and the Congress could not come to an understanding in Madhya Pradesh. But in the Lok Sabha elections, of course, I think they are all looking at their future survival. And, uh, you know, it is really for the opposition, it is a question of survival to be able to make some kind of a comeback in 2024. So, Let's see whether they are uh, you know able to, a, stitch, able stitch, it to stitch, stitch it together.
1: Uh, Maria, no two political moments are ever the same, hmm. and I believe very much that in a few days from now we will be discussing what we've come here to discuss today—the result of the five elections. And remember, it's not going to be a small moment. My hunch is, though I do not know, that it will emerge as a Congress-dominant opposition post these state results, because I. Can't really see the other opposition parties of the India Alliance fighting this election. So I am more or less correct when I say that the opposition alliance will tend to be a congress dominant opposition alliance. There will be important lessons. There have been issues around what are issues of basic survival and and, and what we call issues of basic survival and basic dignities are issues of a large section of India's population. There is the issue of youth but importantly the issue of farmers. Minimum support prices, what we are going to buy at how much and I think the political discourse, even if not the competitive arena, the political discourse will change and the political discourse that will change will color in a fact the political narratives of those who compete for the 2024 elections. It's going to be a battle of unequals for 2024. I'm okay. quite sure. Okay, so let's end on
0: that note that perhaps battle of 2024 will be a battle of unequals. Thank you so much for your time, Dr. Anshul Abhijit, Thumeen Sinarati, Jairat, Professor Manisha Priyam, Professor Badrina Ryan and Tushar Gupta. I'll see you next week with another episode of The Big Fight. Thanks so much for watching.